Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, Psalm 109 was penned by King David. The contents of this psalm have messianic implications, but in a very different way. One of the verses, verse 8, is quoted in the book of Acts by Peter, specifically about Judas. And the tenor of this whole psalm is about a betrayer. It's about being betrayed. It's about the betrayer. It's about the judgment that's prayed for against the betrayer. And so the the reference in the New Testament to uh, simply verse 8 may include the entire psalm as far as being applicable to Judas. It's definitely about David feeling betrayed or David prophesying about someone who feels betrayed. It's definitely about the betrayer and the attitude of the betrayer and the sin of the betrayer. And it's definitely about judgment on the betrayer. So messianic in a different way, I suppose. Nevertheless, it is an important psalm. So listen now as I read Psalm 109. For the director of music of David, a psalm. My God in whom I praise, do not remain silent. For people who are wicked and deceitful have opened their mouths against me. They have spoken against me with lying tongues. With words of hatred, they surround me. They attack me without a cause. In return for my friendship, they accuse me. But I am a man of prayer. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my friendship. Appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him be found guilty, and may his prayers condemn him. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. May his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow. May his children be wandering beggars. May they be driven from their ruined homes. May a creditor seize all that he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off, their names blotted out from the next generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. May the sin of his mother never be blotted out. May their sins always remain before the Lord, that he may blot out their names from the earth. For he never thought of doing a kindness, but handed to death the poor and the needy and the brokenhearted. He loved to pronounce a curse. May it come back on him. He found no pleasure in blessing. May it be far from him. He wore cursing as his garment. It entered into his body like water, into his bones like oil. May it be like a cloak wrapped about him, like a belt tied forever around him. May this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, to those who speak evil of me. But you, sovereign Lord, help me for your name's sake. Out of the goodness of your love, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I fade like an evening shadow. I am shaken off like a locust. 
My knees give way from fasting. My body is thin and gaunt. I'm an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, Lord my God. Save me according to your unfailing love. Let them know that it is your hand that you, Lord, have done it. While they curse, may you bless. May those who attack me be put to shame. But may your servant rejoice. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace and wrapped in shame as in a cloak. With my mouth, I will greatly extol the Lord. In the great throng of worshipers, I will praise him. For he stands at the right hand of the needy to save their lives from those who would condemn them. So the psalmist opens by calling the Lord's attention to plural betrayers. He says, My God, whom I praise, do not remain silent, for people who are wicked and deceitful have opened their mouths against me. They have spoken against me with lying tongues. With words of hatred they surround me. They attack me without a cause. Now, this could have been said of David, and of course this could have been said of Jesus as well. And then it begins to refer to the actions of one single evil person as we get into verse 6. Appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. Notice it's singular there, his right hand. When he is tried, let him be found guilty, and may his prayers condemn him. Now, the New Testament says the next verse, verse 8, specifically applies to Judas. I'll read you verse 8, and then I'll read you a, a little passage from Acts. May his days be few, may another take his place of leadership. So that's um, Psalm 109, verse 8. Acts, chapter 1, uh, verse 16, is Peter speaking. Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. Verse 20. For said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it. And may another take his place of leadership. Now that has some echoes of several verses in the psalm, but specifically verse 8. Then the Psalm 109 launches into one of the most horrific imprecatory prayers in the entire Bible against the betrayer. And you may recall the imprecatory prayers are prayers for judgment against someone. Here's the, here's the wording, verse 9. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children be wandering beggars. May they be driven from their ruined homes. May a creditor seize all that he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off, their names blotted out from the next generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. May the sin of his mother never be blotted out. May their sins always remain before the Lord, that he may blot out their name from the earth. So horrible, horrible judgments against this individual, this betrayer. This um, then gives some explanation for why this judgment is being called for. Verse 16 
for he never thought of doing a kindness, but he hounded to death the poor and the needy and the brokenhearted. And the betrayer was um, apparently also a man who loved curses. In verse um, 17 and following says, may his, his curses essentially come back on him. But verse 17, he loved to pronounce a curse. May it come back on him. He found no pleasure in blessing. May it be far from him. He wore cursing as his garment. It entered into his body like water and into his bones like oil. May it be like a cloak wrapped around him, like a belt tied forever around him. May this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, to those who speak evil of me. And notice that uh, verse 20, may this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, plural, to those who speak evil of me. He's now including a broader group of betrayers, not just the one. Next, uh, the psalm shifts to a prayer for deliverance and help. Verse 21, but you, sovereign Lord, help me for your name's sake. Out of the goodness of your love, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I fade away like an evening shadow. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees give way from fasting. My body is thin and gaunt. I'm an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads. And of course, that could be said of both David and Jesus, the object of scorn and object of accusations. It continues with a pleas for help and for the Lord's retribution against the enemies. Verse 26, Help me, Lord my God. Save me according to your unfailing love. Let them know that it is your hand that you, Lord, have done it. While they curse, may you bless. May those who attack me be put to shame. But may your servant rejoice. And so David often calls for a dramatic difference between the godly and the ungodly. And here he um, uh, calls for the ungodly to be put to shame and for, in this case, himself to be blessed and to be able to rejoice. There's a final imprecatory prayer request before the closing. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace and wrapped in shame as in a cloak. And then David closes with um, faith-filled decrees. Verse 30, With my mouth I will greatly extol the Lord. In the great throng of worshipers I will praise him. For he stands at the right hand of the needy to save their lives from those who would condemn them. And thus it ends. Friends, this is a powerful psalm in many different ways. First of all, um, for David, who often felt feelings of betrayal because he was indeed betrayed. And uh, he had to call on the Lord. It's interesting that David not only called the Lord's attention to the situation and to the betrayers, but David called down judgment on the betrayers. The Holy Spirit prophesied through David words concerning the spiritual son of David, the Messiah, Jesus, and what would happen in his lifetime, with the reference to Judas um, being, may another take his place of leadership. This is a very interesting psalm in many ways. It also talks about people who wear cursing as garments, and it enters into their body and their bones like oil. Friends, I'm sure that, like myself, you've heard certain people 
that um, every sentence out of their mouth contains a four-letter word. This the psalm is talking about pronouncing a curse, like invoking a curse on someone. But it could also be said of those who curse using foul language continually to express themselves. And it enters into their bodies and it wraps them like a, a cloak, it says in, in verse 29, clothed with disgrace and wrapped in shame. Uh, we need to be careful what comes out of our mouths. We need to do kindness to other people. The psalm makes reference to the, the evil betrayer not helping the poor and the needy and the brokenhearted. In fact, he never thought of being kind to them. We should think of being kind to them because it's very high on the Lord's list of things that godly people will do. And so, Lord, help us to identify with your kindness and your goodness and your blessings. Lord, we don't want to come under these imprecatory prayers that extend um, judgment against this betrayer who's portrayed in this psalm or this group of betrayers. Lord, we want to be found among the faithful that agree with you. We never want to oppose your purposes, God. Help us and give us wisdom to recognize uh, your ways and your will when we see it. Lord, forgive us for those times that we've fallen short of that. But help us, Lord. Let there be no retribution against us from you or against our descendants, our families in any way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.